Welcome to the Hockey Docs Podcast. This is episode number one. On this episode, Aaron catches up with Hall of Famer Clark Gillies to find out, do you really have to lose before you learn how to win? And Angela discovers maybe Canadian hockey fans aren't the most passionate after all. This is the Hockey Docs Podcast. Hey, we're Aaron and Angela Bell. Welcome to our first episode of our podcast for Hockey Docs. The Hockey Docs Podcast, episode number one, the very first episode. So what are we doing here today? What are we what are we hoping that people will get out of this? Well, I think this first episode, we're going to just let you know a little bit about us and what we're doing, why we started Hockey Docs, what Hockey Docs is. One of the things we've also got very special for this first episode is uh, is a cool story about Clark Gillies, who won four Stanley Cups with the New York Islanders, uh, also won the Memorial Cup with the Regina Pats. So we're going to get to that story in a few minutes. But before we do, what, why don't you tell people, what is Hockey Docs? What are we? Hockey Docs is a subscription-based channel that you can find on the internet, and it's full of hockey documentaries. Well, not yet. Well, But it no, will be. It will be. <laughs> That's our goal. Yeah. So Angela and I both, we make hockey documentary films, and that's kind of the thing that we uh, we most love to do. Uh, I spent a long time working with the Ontario Hockey League and Canadian Hockey League as a photographer and as a writer. And uh, we've also done a lot of films and video work locally uh, that we've done for clients. And we thought, boy, if we can take those two things and put them together and tell some of those stories, we've come across some really cool stories along the way. And uh, we've had a chance to make a couple of hockey films already. Uh, so our very first one... We made right here in Belleville. Yes, it's called uh, Crawford Family of Champions. And right now it's currently out on video on demand. So you can find that on most channels. Um, and that was that was a lot of fun doing. We did that a few years ago. 2015. Yeah. So uh, big, big name, the Crawford name. They are most of them are here in Belleville. And uh, so we got to uh, interview that family and, and learn about their journey through hockey. And it was quite interesting. And uh, I think the most interesting thing about that was our travel that we had to do. Yes. We had to, Mark Crawford at the time was um, the coach over at the ZSC Lions in Switzerland, Zurich, Switzerland. So we couldn't have a Crawford movie without Mark Crawford in it. So uh, we went over there for a few days. So it was a very short trip, but... A bit of a whirlwind adventure. Yeah. But it was pretty cool though. We got a chance to see that great uh, Holland Stadium in uh, Zurich, Switzerland, which was kind of cool. We got to take the drive up to Davos and, and see that uh, that beautiful rink there that we've seen so many times in the the Spangler Cup and that kind of thing, and we got a chance to take in a few hockey games. A little bit of a different culture there, especially when it came from ho- to hockey. Oh yeah, it was absolutely crazy. Like I thought we were passionate in Canada about hockey, but my goodness, they don't stop chanting the whole time. They have drums and megaphones and flags that are so big you wonder how the guy can even wave it through the whole entire game. It's absolutely crazy. They are so passionate over there about hockey. Yeah, Mark. Told us a little before we got there you'll be surprised at what you see when you get here but I don't think you could do it justice you kind of have to be there and experience it for yourself and that beautiful drive up to Davos that was amazing and and just got a chance to kind of take in some of that hockey culture and and uh, what a cool thing that was to do and I know Mark really had a good time when he was coaching over there and kind of gave us a nice little tour of of Zurich and we got to see kind of some of the sights and sounds like you said we were only there for a few days but uh, we got we took a train to Luzerne and we got uh, we got to see a little bit of, of what was going on there and especially take in 
some of that hockey culture. And the film was really about winning and champions. And we call that family of champions because when we looked at Mark and their whole family, the champ hockey championship trophies that they've won is just almost endless, starting with um, with the father, Floyd Crawford, who came here in the 50s, came here to Belleville, Ontario in the 50s and helped the Belleville McFarlands win the Allen Cup as the national champions. And then they went overseas and they did their own barnstorming tour in Europe and won the world championship. We actually got to see a cool rink that um, that Floyd and the McFarlands got to play when we were there. Yeah, that was really cool. And I think uh, just how they put Babel on the map, um, the McFarlands started that whole thing, which was really cool. And uh, Babel really got behind our um, the hockey community from an early age, right? Kind of set the tone, I think. Yeah. So Mark Crawford, obviously, is the, the most famous of that uh, that group. He's uh, coaching the Ottawa Senators these days. Um, had a good career in, in uh, both junior hockey, a two-time Memorial Cup champion with the Cornwall Royals, and that's a story that we've got coming out soon on Hockey Docs, but also uh, got a chance to play in the NHL and then won the Stanley Cup as a coach with the Colorado Avalanche. A uh, very cool story, and, and it was pretty exciting to get a chance to, to talk to him about, uh, about all those different things. And then, uh, of course, his older brother, Bobby Crawford, played in the uh, in the NHL and he played for the Hartford Whalers. It was kind of his most memorable seasons. And then younger brother, Louis Crawford, who played in the uh, played on the NHL as well. Real tough guy that uh, that also had a lot of success coaching as well. And that kind of leads to another film that we've just recently done as well. Yeah, we just wrapped up uh, Charging Bulls, which is celebrating the 1999 OHL championship. So that's the only championship that we have got um, in the city of Belleville from an OHL standpoint. And uh, Louis Crawford was the coach of the team at that time. And what a fantastic story that is. The The community really embraced that team. That team really embraced the community. It was just so much love at that time. So it was, it was really great and nostalgic to bring that back. Yeah, that was really cool. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in upcoming episodes. But back to the, the first film that we did, The Crawford Family of Champions. And we've got this beautiful theater here in Belleville, Ontario, downtown called the Empire Theater. It's about a 700 seat, um, beautifully restored theater. And we got a chance to show the film in front of our hometown crowd, uh, both there and in our downtown Doc Fest, which was really cool. And uh, got a chance to kind of watch it with the family. And that really, I think, sparked for us a, a real passion for making these kinds of the films um, for ourselves, of course, um, and for our audience, which was really remarkable. But I think almost the most rewarding thing was seeing the, the family and their extended family, all the kids and grandkids and getting a chance to have them. And Floyd was there even that night, have all of those people together to kind of see this story. And then the, the feedback that we got from the community and from the family about, you know, just that chance to tell their story. It really that was really resonated, I think, with both of us. Yeah, oh, definitely. That was that was the spark right there where we were like, we need to do this. We need to do more of this. Yeah. And so we've been doing a little bit more of that. We've uh, we did work with the Canadian Hockey League on a Memorial Cup series that was uh, for the 100th anniversary of the Memorial Cup last year in 2018. And uh, it was a series of short, like two minute videos. And we actually when we went and interviewed a lot of those folks, of course, we interviewed them and we talked to them for half an hour or 40 minutes. Right. All kinds of questions to ask. So, again, we've got a cool series of that coming. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in the coming weeks as well. Um, Just to give you kind of an idea that Hockey Dog 
box. We want to build, a, as Angela said earlier, a channel just full of these great hockey stories. And they won't all be from Belleville, <laughs> even though our first couple are from here. Uh, we certainly have some great stories, we think, from, uh, from outside of Belleville as well. Um, but just that idea of getting together a community of people that love hockey and love the stories behind hockey and being able to tell those in a, uh, in a nice kind of documentary style, which a lot of times these stories don't get that. And, uh, it just gives us a really, you know, really great opportunity to, to do some of that kind of thing. If you go to hockeydocs.com, you'll be able to see some links to that. Um, that's available on, on pay-per-view and, uh, we've got the, uh, our charging bulls film up there right now on pay-per-view as well, but that's not what hockey docs is going to be as we start to grow and, and build that um, we're going to build towards a membership where you can just pay a, you know like a monthly fee and you can watch all of these different films that we're going to produce and that's going to be be starting up over the next few months and especially for our our launch in in september and what, what do you remember most about just kind of talking to them and why maybe that championship thing was a recurring theme with them well, I think it all came from Floyd, really, Floyd and Pauline, right? And and their ethics and how they raised their family and what it taught them to be, you know, upstanding individuals and not taking stuff for granted and going out and you do 110% all the time, right? If you want it, you can achieve it. You just have to put your foot forward to say that this is what I'm doing, right? But not only about the championships, like the the trophies that they won, but it made them good humans too, right? Like they're all doing such wonderful things. Some of them are still in hockey. A couple of them are scouts. Um, Bobby's doing some great things down in the States with uh, this rink that he does in the wintertime. But they're, they're all just such a wonderful family family, caring, giving, it's, it's just made them unbelievable people to have gone through that whole process of hockey, the wins, the losses, the championships. It's, it's just really shaped their whole future. Yeah. I thought it was interesting in the film, uh, Eric, who's the baby of the family, uh, who's a, a executive with the Montreal Canadians these days. And he said, you know, when you're a champion, you walk a little bit taller and that kind of, you know, you kind of carry that. And obviously they saw that from Floyd and, and his friends when they were growing up and, and how that affected their lives. And that was such a big thing. And one of the things that stuck with me when we were telling that story is um, Mark and Louis played together a little bit in Cornwall. Uh, Louis wasn't quite good enough to be on that team, and he uh, he got cut, headed to Kitchener, ended up playing for the Kitchener Rangers, and they played against each other in the Memorial Cup. We think they may have been the first brothers to play against each other in the Memorial Cup because at that time there was just the three teams. There wasn't a host team, so you only had one team from each league, so it would be kind of difficult for brothers to play against each other. And uh, and Cornwall, they were loaded. Mark was the captain. They were uh, they were a great team. Dale Howarchuk and Doug Gilmore, and uh, they were they were loaded. And they they beat Kitchener out. And and Louis had to kind of watch his brother win that trophy. And and then but then the next year. Uh, he got a chance in the and Kitchen Rangers won the OHL championship, got to the Memorial Cup, and Louis got a chance to win his own there. And that kind of stuck with me a little bit about that idea that sometimes you got to lose before you can win. And uh, we've seen some different examples along the way. And we talked to a lot of people when we were building the Memorial Cup stories about that. Um, just that idea that, you know, winning is such a special thing. And, you know, as fans, we see every year somebody wins and, and you see kind of how that story came together. But we saw some similarities with a lot of these teams that we talked to along the way about what made them winners, why they won. Yeah, I think it is interesting 
that sometimes you need to lose before you win. It seems to be part of the sort of the hockey thing. And we've seen so many examples of that. And when I look, started looking back, like even back to when the Montreal Canadiens, they won five, the five Stanley Cups in a row from 1956 to 1960. Records probably never going to be broken. Um, but looking at that team, they lost in 54 and 55. They lost in the finals to the Detroit Red Wings. And you wonder how much did that help them kind of get into that mindset to win? Um, but there's been other lots of other examples. I think about the Detroit Red Wings. They won uh, those Stanley Cups in 96. Seven and ninety-eight with uh, with Steve Eiserman and Nick Lidstrom and all those guys, but they in ninety-five got to the final against New Jersey and lost. And was that kind of a turning point for them? And then even more recently, um, Pittsburgh Penguins they lost to the Red Wings in 08 and then the next year they beat Detroit to win that Stanley Cup in uh, two thousand and nine. So you just you kind of see that that happens uh, occasionally where a team's got to kind of go through that adversity to maybe learn how to win. And uh, and I think Clark Gilly and that story of the New York Islanders and winning four in a row. They were the first real dynasty of the expansion era. And when you look back, you think of, you know, the Edmonton Oilers from after that, but probably that that was a real dynasty. So here, uh, without further ado, because that was a lot of ado, without any further <laughs> ado, here is the first episode, uh, audio version of Hockey Docs. After watching them win four straight Stanley Cups to start the 1980s, it's hard to believe that the New York Islanders ever had a confidence problem. Just eight years after entering the National Hockey League as an expansion team, the Islanders started a Stanley Cup championship run that may never be matched again. General Manager Bill Torrey was responsible for building the expansion team from day one. He was determined to build a winning team through the draft. Torrey picked future stars including Dennis Potvin, Mike Bossy, and Brian Trache. Clark Gillies was the fourth pick in the 1974 draft and one of the Islanders' first captain. And going in to a very young team, fortunately for me, I was able to step right in with the likes of Billy Harris, who was the first pick in 72, Dennis Poffin in 73, me in 74, uh, and also Brian Trotcher, who they grabbed in 1974, which was a pretty, pretty slick move by Bill Torrey. So we all wanted to do a pretty good team. We had a lot of guys from the West, too, at that time. We had uh, Lauren Henning, Gary Howitt, Bobby Nystrom, Dave Lewis. So we, we had the, you know, the makings of a pretty good hockey team right off the bat. After missing the playoffs in their first two seasons, the Islanders took a huge step forward in the 1974-75 season. Making the playoffs wasn't enough for the youthful squad. They beat out their crosstown rival New York Rangers in the first round and advanced to the league's semifinals, where they eventually lost to the Philadelphia Flyers. It was a disappointing loss to the young team, but dramatically raised their expectations for success. Remarkably, the Islanders made it to the league semifinals four times in a five-year stretch. But despite that early success, they were still missing something. The Islanders had been knocked out of the playoffs by the eventual champions in three straight years. The Young Islanders stars watched the Montreal Canadiens string together four straight Stanley Cup championships. To be the best, they were going to have to figure out how to beat the best. It took us, you know, six years to get, you know, through some trials and tribulations to get to the Stanley Cup. It's, it's a process. I mean, we, we finished first overall in 77-78 and lost to Toronto. In 78-79, we were first again and we lost to the Rangers. 
So I think those two defeats really helped us figure out what it was going to take to actually win. You know, we, our knock against our team was that we, we weren't quite physical enough in those two series, especially in the Toronto series. I think in the Rangers series, in the semifinals against the Rangers, we just got beat by John Davidson. He was, he was truly, in my opinion, the difference in that series. But, you know, there's things that, you know, the sacrifices, like I said, that you have to make. We, we obviously didn't make them all or we would have won. Gillies was one of the most feared players in the game by the end of the 1970s. He first made a name for himself as an NHL tough guy in his rookie season when he took on Dave the Hammer Schultz of the Philadelphia Flyers. When the playoffs started in 1980, Gillies helped the Islanders neutralize the Boston Bruins with his mix of brawn and skill. team took another step and uh, we were challenged by them physically and uh, I don't think it's much too much of a stretch to say we won 99% of those battles and it really put us put us in the eyes of everybody else in the league we said holy cow we know they're really good but now they know they're really tough and like I said that was a big step for us and we just you know, I wouldn't say we steamrolled through the rest of the playoffs. We beat Buffalo pretty easily, and then we had a had a great series against against Philly. But that series against Boston was really the, the I think the real big step for us to prove to ourselves that we could really play tough and and battle against the likes of Boston and the likes of Philly. And we did that, you know, for the next four years. Pass right on the stick of Tonelli. Gillies helped the Islanders to a six-game win over the Flyers to finally reach the pinnacle of success in the National Hockey League. They followed up with wins over the Minnesota North Stars, Vancouver Canucks, and Edmonton Oilers to win four straight Stanley Cup championships. professional sports team in North America has won four straight league championships since the Islanders did it. The Mighty Oilers, powered by Gretzky, Messier, Coffey, and Fuhr, won four of the next five Stanley Cups, but even they didn't win four in a row. Messier and Gretzky both said that they learned how to win from that experience against the Islanders. The Islanders made it to the finals again for a fifth straight year, but this time Gretzky and the Oilers were ready for them. The youthful Oilers won the series in five games to start a dynasty of their own. So we hope you liked the first episode on Clark Gillies. This is going to be kind of our format for Hockey Docs, all these interesting stories that we have on different players from the years. And uh, You get the audio version on the podcast, but then, of course, we've got these uh, great video versions coming up as well. 
Yeah. So if you go to hockeydocs.com and sign up through your email, then you will get updates on when podcasts are coming out and about new episodes and that sort of stuff. So we hope to see you there. Yeah. And all as we're bringing out these new video series, um, people will be able to kind of get first crack at watching those and and seeing what we're doing. We're going to do some bonus features and things like that. Because one feedback that we've had is that people really enjoy some of these stories, but they also like to see kind of some behind the scenes and how did we make them and who do we get to talk to? And even, um, you know, we put up some full interviews and those kinds of things. So there's going to be lots of stuff for people to to do there. And as Angela said, if you go to hockeydocs.com, just look for the email, sign up. And uh, if you're on there, then that'll make sure that you're the first to know uh, when something new comes out. So thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, there's more coming your way.